Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. As we've said many times, and as my good friend Ron Foxcroft said on this program years ago, everything you own, everything that you have in your home got to you by truck. Somewhere along the way, usually also the final delivery system involved a truck. And the trucking industry in this country is indispensable. Huge, huge landmass, relatively small population, large urban centers, great distance between the urban centers, and the trucks are what delivers what you and I have. So we spoke last uh, weekend with Mr. Foxcroft, who's the chairman of Fox 40 Industries, and that includes Fluke Transport, based in Hamilton, Ontario, and David Carruth of OneForFreight.com, both gentlemen, are veterans, multi-decade veterans of the trucking industry, and they spoke with us about what they're facing, driver shortage, um, increased fuel costs, 5 to 30%, listen to this now, 5 to 30% of trucks in this country sitting idle because of a lack of drivers. There is going to come the point when push comes to shove, and, well, let's talk about that and find out where we are where we're headed. It's part two of our discussion. Ron Foxcroft, chairman of Fox 40 Industries, again, including Fluke Transport. And uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, David Carruth, OneForFreight.com, are both back with me. Ron, David, good to talk to you again. Thank you, Roy. Thank you very much, Roy. Let's start with this. If I may start with this and go back to the statistic that you uh, shared with us last weekend. Between 5 and 30% of trucks in this country that should be out doing what they do, delivering, picking up, delivering, are sitting idle in yards. Uh, Fox, what does that represent, really? What does that 5 to 30% represent? What that represents is what David made reference to last week, Roy. In this country right now, we have an economic challenge, perhaps an economic uh, crisis, but we have an HR challenge and perhaps an HR uh, crisis on our hands. And, and um, you know, the statistics are 18,000 shortage of drivers in Canada uh, 80,000 drivers shortage in uh, in the United States. And, of course, this is a North American problem. It's basically in reference to the economic challenge, Roy, because trucks are sitting and trucking companies cannot put drivers into trucks to move the freight. It puts the costs of goods up. It's basically it costs more to operate a trucking company or a truck, which in turn has to be passed along to the consumer. So, Roy, your listeners, when they go to pick up their material, the grocery store, the big box store, and so on, uh, let's face it, in 2022, they're going to see large increases in basic consumer products. Okay. David, that 5 to 30%, does that, of trucks sitting idle, does that also represent 5 to 30% of consumer goods not moving? Um. I, I think it's a it's a potential. It's a very good point, and I think you can draw the uh, cor- correlation between the two numbers. 
So your perspective then on uh, just not, not everybody who's listening now was with us uh, last weekend. So uh, would you just pick up where Ron left off on the driver shortage, the truck sitting idle, and the implications for the trucking industry and for the consumers? Well, it, 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 what it what will do is it, it puts the decision, for the most part, in the, uh, in the hands of the trucking companies as to what freight moves and what freight doesn't move. It, 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 if you don't have enough trucks to move all of the goods that are out there, uh, then you have to make a decision as, uh, as trucking companies at, at whose freight you move and whose freight you don't. Yeah, you said that last weekend as well. And that really becomes then an arbitrary decision. It's like triaging who gets what. Ron, when it comes to these drivers, 18,000, that's a big number in this country, 80,000 in the United States. How do you counteract that? And particularly when we know drivers are saying, look, if there's going to be a mandate, a vaccine mandate for cross-border truckers, a significant number, you know better than I, how many are saying in that case, I'm walking away. That's exactly right, Roy. And basically, uh, uh, drivers now, it's it's a good job. It's a good career. It's a well-paying job. But uh, drivers now can be, uh, using a sport term, they can be free agents because uh, everybody in the trucking business are looking for drivers. Now, one of your listeners, and I have to make reference to this, uh, uh, sent us a, a correspondence after the show and said, you know, I... Um, I'm qualified, I have a driver's abstract, and I'm, I'm ready to go, and I can't get hired by a uh, trucking company because, uh, quote, I don't have any experience. Roy, uh, in, in David's company, in many companies, and in our companies, we have what's known as a driver coach trainer. So if someone comes in with a clean abstract, all the references check out, we provide him with training, a coach, an opportunity. The other criticism of our industry is it costs upwards of nine dollars to $15,000 to go to truck driver school. In our company, and I'll let David talk about his company, we have a program where if you work with us for a period of time, we have a program in place where you will be reimbursed for your training. So, uh, if somebody is looking for a steady job, an interesting career, uh, basically uh, uh, a steady job, uh, a paycheck every Thursday afternoon, uh, there's an opportunity in the trucking uh, industry, and it, it shouldn't be a deterrent if all things are equal, your abstract and your references, because so many of the reputable trucking companies have what they call a trainer or a coach to welcome people into our industry. The other thing, and if I could just very quickly talk about this, we need a marketing and communication program to come to us from the government to do a public relations program on our industry and attract people uh, for jobs within the trucking industry. Yeah. You know, but I've heard from politicians, and not, not necessarily in the immediate past, but in the last few years, I heard federal politicians say, well, the trucking industry is all going to be changing, that a truck driver is not a long career, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, that is not going to help anybody, because as long as we have items, as long as we have roads, we have goods to move, trucks are going to be on those roads. And it just seemed like a very unwise statement. Uh, David, what, what about your company? If somebody comes to you with a, you know, a, a, not a great deal of experience, but they have the, uh, they're licensed, what happens? So we have an actual uh, documented program. Uh, that puts that provides the driver with actual experience 
Um, and over a period of time, uh, we pay him full wages. And over a period of time, he um, he gets out on the road. He or she gets out on the road by themselves. Mm. So, so Ron was talking about uh, government engagement, government involvement, and the politicians are talking about, and appropriately so, they're talking about the pandemic, they're talking about COVID. At times, I, th- I think they, they're repeating themselves and, and losing uh, their audience. But when it comes to your industry, let me start with you, David, on this one. When it comes to the trucking industry, how much really uh, appropriate and focused attention is being paid to the needs of the trucking industry by federal and provincial governments. Again, looking at what Ron said, 18,000, the the truck driver shortage number is at 18,000, which is huge. How much appropriate interest is being paid by governments? Um, Interesting question. So a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, through Trucking HR Canada, uh, the government has started to get their toes into uh, subsidy and wage programs uh, for younger people coming in. Uh, our company just recently brought on three people under the age of 30. And it goes to uh, it's not just driving jobs, but dispatch jobs or clerical jobs. So the government is starting to get into the But to Ron's point, they need to do more. Okay. And, and Ron, when it comes to truck drivers, David just talked about three drivers coming in at the age of 30. The opposite, the the, 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 the uh, contrast to that is that truckers are, I think, the majority, what, over the age of 55 and retiring faster than the general population, which is another problem. That's exactly right. But I want to make a, a point here and give kudos to the insurance companies. I've been in this business for several decades when I first got into this business, the insurance company had a mandate that they did not want us to hire anybody under the age of 25. Uh, Roy, that's gone away. That has gone away. They've jumped in, and they've recognized the crisis that we're in. I don't know how much time we have to talk here, Roy, but um, one of the other problems, there's, there's a crisis in moving more freight because in the last several decades, we've been very comfortable depending on goods and services coming from offshore uh, from another continent. And, and we haven't had what's known as uh, pandemic fatigue that we've had to deal with. So in, in decades, we're, we're very comfortable. Everything's coming from uh, another continent, and it comes into Canada, and we move it at a regular scheduled rate. Well, the pandemic has has really changed that, Roy, because now it's very difficult to get goods and services from another continent. And if you recall, last March, to, for about six weeks, companies basically stopped making inventory, stopped building inventory. Yeah. And when they resumed, suddenly there was not a an employment pool to draw from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what, what I'd like to do, if I, if I could, Ron and David, Ron Foxcroft, David Gruth, if I, could, if I could ask you this, what's the best case scenario and also what's the worst case scenario? Let's start with the worst case scenario. If this situation, the current situation continues and should the driver shortage become more pronounced, what then, David? Well, um, I don't know if we have a crystal ball to predict that. Um, it's a very interesting question. I think it's something that that, uh, that puts everybody in, uh, puts the owners of the trucks, puts the drivers in a, in a different situation. 
puts the lack of drivers and the lack of capacity uh, front and center. Uh, and I think it, it, it could get to the point where uh, there are literally are communities that don't have uh, toilet paper on their shelves, that don't have a fully stocked uh, grocery store, that don't have the medications that they need. It, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. Ron? Yeah, uh, uh, Roy, uh, basically you can't solve a problem if you don't know what the problem is. And, and David just laid out the problem. If we don't deal with this situation, then uh, we're going to have uh, shelves that are, are empty. Roy, you, you, you had a situation this week where you went into a store and got the last item and That's asked right, when, when are they going to restock it. Yep. And they said, we don't know. don't know. Our costs have gone up, Roy, and, and David made reference to that, that everybody's costs of goods are going up. And we have four areas. Well, first of all, I want to thank the government for two things. Number one, they made decisions fast when the pandemic hit, and they provided some subsidy programs that were very useful. And thank you very much, government, because it's very easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and just criticize the government. But there's four areas where we need heavy investment. HR, for example, we have an onboard computer uh, system in all of our trucks that identify to our trainers and our coaches where a driver may need additional training and help. Number two, technology. Roy, when I got into this industry, you dispatched with a Hillroy notebook. Now you have a very in-depth computer system that is very expensive. The other thing, capital costs. When, when David and I got into this business, our trucks were getting four miles to the gallon. Now, because they're more sophisticated, we get eight miles to the gallon, so we need investment in new equipment. The other thing, Roy, basically, fuel. Fuel costs are going up, and it's hitting everybody. What we really need, too, is, is a, as I said earlier, a marketing and communications program yeah. that will attract people to our industry. Yeah, for sure. But, so, so yeah. And, 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 Ron, people won't Monday morning quarterback the governments if they just do it right or let us understand they're doing their best. And that's why people get frustrated because our sense is exactly the opposite. Anyway, uh, is there – I'm going to come back to this, this concerning scenario because it is concerning. If 5 to 30 percent of trucks are not moving now, if that number were to increase, that would mean I would think that trucking firms, some would go out of business, which would just exacerbate the problem because it doesn't necessarily follow, David, that drivers from one company would then switch to another. Maybe it, maybe it, that's the way it would happen, but it doesn't necessarily follow. This is a very deeply concerning issue that you're facing. Yeah, so I think the, um, I, I think the immediate thing we could do uh, is, uh, is put some time between um, the incoming vaccination mandate and then what the federal government is talking about with federally reg- regulated companies. You know, put, a year ahead, put a year down the road and allow the supply chain to, you know, to level out a little bit. So, so in, instead of the January 15th and 22nd and then the conversations that are going on in the federal level right now, put it off for a year. 80%, 80, 80% uh, on average, uh, 80 to 85% of truck drivers are vaccinated. We've also done extensive work within our industry through OTA and CTA and have shown the numbers to the government that our, our industry is one of the safest industries, and we don't see a lot of spread within the driving community. 
It's okay. a solo career for the most part. You're in your truck by yourself. Um, all of the shippers and consignees put really responsible uh, COVID procedures in place when this started that to keep the drivers safe, to keep their own company safe. And it's worked. 